this season has been so crazy. I mean, who would have thought that we would be here? We're over 50 days, at least here in Massachusetts, into quarantine. And something that has had to change is how I set my goals. Now, as many of you know, I have adjusted to life at home. We joke about it, but it's true. I was basically living in quarantine before it was cool, right? So outside of not being able to have close friends and family come over and adjusting, but also really enjoying having everybody home all the time, you know, my life really hasn't changed a lot. But I had some unexpected things come up this season. I was getting ready for April to come and I was chatting with some friends about what our goals for that April would hold because we all really didn't know what to expect, what life was going to look like. And funny enough, we're kind of still in that same place, right? And this led me to changing a lot of my goals. A lot of the ways that I was doing things at the beginning of 2020 are very different now. Yet some things have been blooming and growing wonderfully despite quarantine. But I feel like we all need a refresh. We just need to talk about what's going on, figure out how we can set some goals that are attainable, and not carried away. So let's see if we can do this. Hey friends, I'm Cassie, and I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically, where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating. I don't know if it's just me, but in some ways, my life feels crazier now that everyone's in quarantine than it did before. I don't know if it's just having everyone home or the fact that I do online ministry and that's being utilized more. You know, I'm not really sure why that is, but life for me has not slowed down. I have had a lot happen over the last a little over 50 days. You know, I I work really really hard to make sure that I don't overshoot my goals because I know that I have an unpredictable body. So I try to plan for that unpredictability. And let's just say when I was figuring out what my goals were going to be for April, I became a bit overzealous. And I don't know how that happened. Truly, I've been looking back and reflecting on it and going, why did I set so many goals? Because first of all, my body is unpredictable. And I did have a pretty massive dislocation during April, which normally I allot rim for because dislocations happen. That's part of EDS. And that definitely slows me down in a huge way. And I don't know if I just also forgot about that, if that's even possible, or I didn't leave space for God to guide me. 
in the sense that, you know, when we pack our schedules full and we don't leave any room for him to move in our lives, it doesn't always go the greatest. Something that I love uh, to pray over my days and be intentional about is asking the Lord to guide my day. I find that the days that I pray that the most wholeheartedly are the days that I have conversations and phone calls and messages and just things happen throughout the day that I get to go exactly where God's leading me and it feels so good and he makes the time for it and it's great. But when I overpack my schedule, I don't leave room for him. Now, that doesn't mean I didn't have all of my quiet time and all of those things factored in, but I didn't leave room for him to guide my day and to just really think about what he needed me to do that day. That's part of what happened, I think. I was a bit overconfident because as everyone was struggling with the thought of quarantine and life at home, I really felt on top of things. For the first time ever, I felt like I had a leg up on everybody else and that it just wasn't going to be as hard because I'm used to life at home. And yes, part of that is true. But again, I made a big mistake. Two big mistakes, actually. I didn't leave room for uncertainty whether it is an uncertainty that my body created or just happens in life, and I didn't leave room for God to move. At least, I didn't intentionally at first make room for that. As many of you know, the whole month of April and the last couple weeks of March and a little bit into May, Jared and I took Foxy, our amazing Shiba Inu. She was awesome. And we basically were her hospice care. We were with her all the time. Most Shibas are not cuddly dogs and she has never been a cuddly dog, but in her old age, that was all that she wanted was our undivided attention. And we got to spend over 40 days loving on her and cherishing time with her. Most of our quarantine, at least on all of the beginning and up through now, was really with her. I, one, didn't expect to have her, but I also didn't expect to be moving into doing hospice care. Now, we were so blessed to do this. Jared and I, yeah, there were frustrating times, but we truly loved being able to cuddle her constantly and love on her and make sure that she knew that she was loved and wanted. There's not much better than that. But I definitely did not leave room for uncertainty in that way in April. Then I had a dislocation. And on top of that, I was adjusting to everyone being at home and the changes that quarantine would bring with appointments and how we do life. So this May, after thinking about last May, I want to do things differently. I want to leave room for my body's inconveniences. I want to leave room for grief and just life's 
uncertainty right now. But more than anything, I want to leave room for God to grow. So if I'm going to make this month different, and I'm going to try to leave room for uncertainty and inconvenience and God's guidance, what is that going to look like? You know, I am still holding true to a lot of my goals that I had for 2020, but I'm being more flexible about how I accomplish them. And I think when it came time uh, in my power sheets, which is the goal planner that I use from Cultivate What Matters, every 90 days you get to do a refresh and refresh your goals. And this one had come at the perfect time. It was right at the start of quarantine. I was filling it out and I prayed over it for a while. I do my best to pray over all of my prep work and my goals. I really want to make sure God is included in that process. And I just kept staring at these pages so blankly, just being like, how do you be specific in a time like this? Because I don't know what life is going to look like in a week or a month. And I don't even want to think about further. I have trouble thinking about tomorrow. So like, what was I going to do? And it got me thinking about a verse in Colossians. It's Colossians 3.17. And it says, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That was just replaying in my mind over and over and over again. I'm not going to lie, this refresh took me longer than I think any goal refresh ever had or really has in the past. That verse just kept coming to my mind that no matter what I do in this season, I want to make sure that it's all for his glory. Here's the thing about cultivators. All right. People who are cultivators, they dig deep in times of uncertainty and they get ready. They plant their seeds, even in the middle of uncertainty, and leave them up to the Lord to grow. And I do feel very fortunate that I have gotten used to life at home. That wasn't a major adjustment for me of any kind. And I'm very grateful in all things that I had had that experience a long time ago, and I've really worked through that. But I kept looking back at this and God wasn't giving me anything specific. And I was like, all right, I'm normally somewhat specific with my goals or I have different ideas in mind. And that just wasn't the case. And I decided that I was going to need to be really vague. But you wouldn't think of intentional and the word vague being really put together. But it actually was something that was really helpful. So Something that you're encouraged to do if you feel it's necessary is to change your word of the year or keep your word of the year, but maybe have a synonym or an adjective or something that you want to dig deeper into for those next 90 days. So I went back to my word of the year page and it has all of my brainstorming of what I wanted to do and how I came up with my word of the year. Now, my 2020 word of the year is grow. Did not realize how much God was going to grow me this year, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I was really going through and 
I had had multiple words that were synonyms of grow and that was what led me to pick it was I think five out of the 10 possible words I had written down were synonyms for grow. And I said, that's it. That embodies everything that I want to look at. So I'm looking at this page and the one that stood out to me the most was actually the word cultivate. Yet, I don't feel like I know how to cultivate. And this is what's so great about sometimes not knowing. What's great about not knowing, but seeking to find the truth is that that is where you leave room for God to guide you and lead you. This season, I truly believe, is a season where I am solely relying on him to help me cultivate what matters in my life. I am doing things in a very vague way that leaves so much room for him to grow. And I can't wait to see what he's going to do. By being vague, I'm allowing myself to be flexible and try different ways of doing things and figuring out what he wants me to do. Because I can be intentional and flexible. And I hate being flexible. If anyone knows me, I like things to be exactly how they're planned and no room for error. And of course, so much of my life has taught me that that is not realistic, but this has been a big test to say, okay, Lord, how am I going to do this? And April was, (laughs) how do I put this? April was a month where I accomplished goal-wise on paper so little. But God led me so deeply in this time. I got to spend time doting and loving and cherishing Foxy. I got to just love on Jared and spend time with him. And we got to be together all the time. We haven't had that since, I don't know, like high school, summer break or college breaks. And that's been really neat. That time that we haven't had, as Jared puts it, you know, this is like a taste of retirement. And I love that way of looking at things. Going into this May, it helped me realize that I allowed myself to not only forget that my body is not reliable, not only did I also not leave much room for God to lead and direct, but I didn't plan. For uncertainty, which should have been at the forefront of my mind, which is why I look back and I go, What was I thinking? And I really don't know. But I have a feeling I got a bit sucked into the hustle that has emerged in a way during this pandemic. So I am not against hustling and working hard or any of that, but I do think there needs to be a balance. Here's the thing. Sometimes the things that are the most productive and purposeful may not look like that on paper. That is okay. It is awesome if you want to use quarantine 
to declutter your house or learn a new language or try to cook through an entire cookbook. I mean, there are tons of different things you could do. You could reorganize everything. There's so many things, right? Start a garden. But it's okay also if you don't do those things. And I I don't think that's being talked about. I'm hearing uh, on social media a lot of different things about being like, you have no excuse to not get the body you've always wanted, or you have no excuse to not be doing this, that, and the other thing. Well, friends, this life is really hard, okay? And this pandemic is really stressful. At this point, I would say at least for the people in my circle that everyone that I know knows somebody who has been negatively affected or has passed away from COVID-19. That loss is going to weigh on us. And this is where we need to make sure that we don't get lost in the hustle. This is why I track my daily victories because my victories are not going to look like somebody else's. And my victory isn't less of a victory if it is quote unquote less productive than somebody else because I need to do what's best for me. And I know what's best for me. That's what I got to do. And yes, as children of God and even just as cultivators, you know, we need to steward our time well. We need to be using it responsibly. I think something really unique that has come out of this whole, again, pandemic is for those that are not essential workers, a lot of us do have a lot of time on our hands and we have time to do things that maybe we've always wanted to do. And again, there is no shame in deciding to learn another language right now or to get the body that you want or anything, anything that you want to do with this time is okay as long as you're making the choice to do that and you're not feeling pressured by somebody else to do that because we have to grieve the losses that we're dealing with. As I said, a loss is a loss, whether it's your school year or your wedding or a family member. You know, this is a stressful time. I will be super honest and admit that I have not had a breakout in needed acne medication in years. Like, when did that happen? And apparently I am not the only one dealing with that this quarantine. But there is so much extra stress. There is stress that we didn't anticipate, stress that we weren't prepared for. I don't want you to get lost in the hustle. I want you to know if you need to just take some time to nourish yourself and turn off your social media and get in the word and be quiet, enjoy time with your family. Whatever that looks like is totally okay. You do not have to do all of the things. I think that is what I got caught up in last month. I think I ignored the uncertainty. I somehow let myself forget that my body is not reliable. <laughs> and I didn't leave room for God to move. Now, thankfully, he did move. And I know that he moved because a bunch of those goals are not accomplished. And I'm really 
actually okay with that because the memories and the conversations and the cuddles that have been had in this quarantine are way more important than any of those productive, if we want to think of it that way, tasks. So how do we be vague and be intentional? I told you that I was really drawn to the word cultivate. That is a synonym of grow. I didn't know what life was going to look like. And I'm sure you're really feeling that too. That was something where when I went through my evaluation of the different areas of my life, I was very conflicted because life had changed so much. But I decided I was going to keep the same seven areas of my life that I have been working to just continue in how I've broken up personally. Like the the goal kind of areas for my life are health and self-care for marriage and finances, home and routine, personal growth and mentorship, platform and ministry, spiritual growth, and creativity, hobbies, that sort of thing. So I didn't know exactly what this would look like, but I love how open they are because now that I am seeing this a month forward and I'm figuring out my goals for May, I can take a breath because there's no one specific goal that I have in mind other than to, again, in Colossians 3.17, I want to make sure that whatever I do, whether in word or deed, that it would all be in the name of Jesus and that it would bring glory to him. That's it. That's the goal. So I have seven goals for this season. Again, open-ended, vague, let God move kind of goals. The first one is to cultivate wellness. So wellness kind of holds all of my health and self-care. So some examples of what I'm doing for this goal are things like staying consistent with like IVs and other infusions and meds, staying on top of my medical inventory here at the house. I call it all the things um, because there's a bunch of other stuff that I do throughout the week. Um, So that's what I've kind of nicknamed it. And I just kind of know what all of it means. Uh, Joint corrections, taping. I want to make sure that I'm doing my best to cultivate wellness. The second is to cultivate intention. And this is really focusing in on my marriage and finances. Uh, Some goal examples of potential ways that I'm going to be doing this is through indoor date nights, budgeting, trying to really listen well, spending quiet time before bed and spending time with our phones or playing a game together, just being intentional about this time because we don't want to waste any of it. As Jared had said it perfectly, and I love it, this is just a taste of retirement, and I want to cherish all of it, and I have just been thinking of that through this whole thing. And the next one is to cultivate mindfulness. So this has to do with our home and our routine, and some examples of this would be to tend to my garden, whether it's the garden in the sunroom that's new or the windowsill garden. 
It would be to be checking in with friends virtually, making sure that I'm still very present and there for them. And then I'm calling and checking in on family members that I'm sticking to some sort of a sleep schedule, which God needs to move there because that has fallen off the rails. <laughs> um, limiting TV, whatever it is, that's kind of, I want us to be mindful about how we are spending our time in this season. The next one is cultivate growth. So this has to do with personal growth and mentorship. Um, I will say a lot of these things have fallen off. I'm hoping to be more, I guess, I don't want to say the word productive because that's not what I'm going for, um, but I hope to embody more personal growth in this month. Uh, you know, we're kind of in a place of dealing with some different loss and grief and just adjustment. So again, I'm leaving this very open-ended and asking the Lord to lead me and just give me the strength and the discernment that I need in this time. But some examples of how I can cultivate growth in this time would be to be reading. I love to read and doing mentoring sessions. I have a couple amazing mentors I'm so grateful for. I try to do a soul refresh day. That's where I take a day and I'm off social media all day and I spend it virtually attending a conference or um, in the word, basically just a day away to replenish my soul. Another way that I do that, that I still do consistently is counting all the big and small victories. I am a part of a book club, which has been awesome in cultivating growth and discussion and staying on top of my power sheets, all of those sort of things are having to do with my personal growth and mentorship. So that's cultivate growth. Uh, the next is to cultivate presence. So I am really blessed to be talking to you here, to be running an online Bible study and ministry through Grace Chapel, and to have living the chronic illness life and all of those tools. So some ways that I want to cultivate presence would be to lead the Spoonie study well, complete my platform daily, weekly, and monthly checklist. It's just kind of a way for me to stay on top of things uh, that I kind of created and to be present here in this podcast and getting to know you and making sure I'm using discernment if I'm collaborating with somebody or writing blogs. So those are different ways that I can hopefully cultivate presence. The next one is cultivate delight. So this has to do with spiritual growth. And these examples are about reading my Bible, doing my write the word devotional, spending time in prayer, virtually attending church, memorizing scripture. These are all ways that I can delight in the Lord and spend time with him and grow in him. And my final one is to cultivate creativity. I think that's something that I have struggled with in the past. Uh, so some examples would be hand lettering, photography. I love to write letters. I might be trying to slowly, extremely slowly start learning ASL. So we'll see what happens there. But again, the thing that I want you to take from this is those are just examples, but I don't know necessarily what the month is going to hold. I am really leaving that open. So instead of packing my power sheets full 
of goals and plans, I'm going to keep it pretty simple. I am not going to do what I did last month. That is for sure. I'm hoping to finish the book that I started back in March, uh, continue my mentorship meetings, practicing a new font that I'm learning that I really enjoy as far as hand lettering, um, taking the first step to start to learn the ASL alphabet, you know, weekly making sure that I'm spending time in the sunshine, I'm checking in on the garden, um, attending church, taking care of the medical things. Those are some different examples of weekly things. And for my daily goals, I really am somebody that likes to track them more as a habit tracker. It's not necessarily a goal per se. Uh, I don't look at it and feel guilty if there are boxes unchecked is kind of what I mean by all of that. It's more because I want to see what is realistic and it kind of gives me a good idea of what my body has been like and how I'm doing. Uh, but I like to track if I am able to do my prayer time, my write the word, and my Bible reading that day. And then I do have a reminder in there to water the flowers because I will forget if I do not have one. But my top priority for May is to be led, to listen, and to go where he directs me. I don't know how long quarantine is going to last. I don't know what life is going to look like tomorrow or a week from now or a month from now and certainly not a couple years from now. But the thing is I can look at an unknown future because I have a known and everlasting God who will never change and who promises me that he will comfort me, he will be with me, he will strengthen me, and he will give me everything that I need day by day to get through what's happening in our world right now. And there are a lot of things that I cannot control. I cannot control who's going to pass away. I can't control what our economy is going to look like. I can't control a lot of things right now. But what I can do is be present. I can practice gratitude. I can celebrate all of the victories. I can focus on purpose over productive I can plant seeds in this time and watch them grow. There are so many good things I can do and that I can be intentional about, even in a season that is very vague and uncertain. So my friends, if you are in this season and you're looking at your 2020 goals and they don't fit what's happening right now and they just aren't working for you, pause them. You don't have to throw them out, but maybe just put some of them on pause. Refresh your goals. Maybe even be intentionally vague like I was and still am being. <laughs> Rather than getting sucked into the hustle and what everybody else is doing, I challenge you to stay purposeful and choose making good memories and doing what your body needs over what the world looks at as productive. I challenge you to choose connection over check marks. Think about what you want to remember from this season and go from there. Leave room in your goals for this season for God to lead you. 
to give you direction and allow you to use this time to the best of your ability to do all that he's called you to do. Because it's possible. And days are still going to be long and hard, and they might even still blend together. And there are going to be days where we feel defeated and days where we're ready to face the day. And that's all a part of this journey. So just focus on cultivating what matters right where you are, in the middle of uncertainty and inconvenience and unpredictability. Because this is the only life that we get. And I know for me, I want to live it well. Regardless of the circumstances that are going on in my life. Don't be afraid to refresh your goals or to pause or maybe even stop some goals that just aren't working. Start fresh. Use this as a chance to glorify God. And when you ask him to guide you, he will show up every single time. Let's stay present and intentional in a pandemic, looking to serve God exactly where we are, no matter what productivity looks like for you. Happy goal setting, friends. Friends, as our time here comes to an end, I want you to know that the resources don't stop here. Between blogs, Instagram, Instagram videos, and even these podcast episodes right here, I have lots of free resources and tools for you to be able to continue cultivating while in quarantine. Whether it's living intentionally with your daily habits, starting a garden, setting goals, or simply just resting well, you can cultivate during this quarantine. So if you head to livingthechronicillnesslife.com slash cultivating in quarantine, or simply head straight to the main page on living the chronic illness life so that you can access all of these free resources. Remember, you can always bloom and grow no matter where you've been planted. I'll see you next week. This episode was brought to you by the Speaking to the Heart podcast network. If you would like the show notes for this episode or want to check out the other wonderful shows the network has to offer, feel free to head to speakingtotheheart.org. The Oregon College Savings Plan can help you support your kid's future career as a teacher. Uh, airplane driver? Um, no, their career as a hairstyle designer. As a dinosaur doctor? Oh, their future job as a windmill builder. No, an ice cream taster. You know what? We just don't know what they want to be yet. But while they figure it out and dream big, we're here to help you save for what comes next, whatever that may be. Learn more at OregonCollegeSavings.com. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair.